Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am once again joined by Goff of Beer Nuts Productions. Now, if you tuned in last week, you'll know that Goff is a blind filmmaker from Australia. Um, I also spoke to him in a previous episode. I believe that was episode 48. So, you know, go check that out if you want a bit more background information on Goff, like how he became blind and some of the other sort of backgroundy details and things. So, you know, check that out, episode 48. If you've already checked out episode 48, or you honestly aren't that fussed at all, and you've heard part one, no problem at all, proceed. Um, just for a little bit of information, um, in part two, obviously this one, uh, me and Goff speak about him potentially making a sequel to his documentary, I Will Not Go Quietly, um, which is available for free download at Beer Nuts Productions. Um, I've included a link in the show notes for, to Beer Nuts. Uh, go there, you can uh, find the appropriate links to download the documentary. As well as that, we talk about some of Goff's favourite music, TV shows and podcasts. We talk about Breaking Bad a little bit. Um, we speak about how Goff met his friend Simon, which is someone he re- frequently collaborates with. Um, we speak about how he really dislikes people telling him and anyone else how to live their life, which jumps off about essentially how some of the ways that Goff has been discriminated against in his life. Um, gay marriage comes up at some point. The importance of humour comes up. Aliens comes up. Uh, people should follow their dreams. It's, it's a fantastic conversation. It goes in all kinds of different directions, which is always the best kind of chats and as always i really really like chatting to goff and he's an incredibly inspiring guy so you know you're in for a great podcast before the chat gets started there'll be a quick promo for the piecing it together podcast and as you guys know you know i've played their promo a few times before they're a friend of the show so yep go if you haven't already be sure to go check those guys out I think that's about it from me, guys. I'm just a tiny thing. It's just uh, any frequent listeners will realize uh, this intro and outro may be the last one. A little bit echoey. I think the episode might be a little bit as well. Um, If you are really an audiophile and it really does bother you, then it's going to be okay because uh, it's just like I'm in the middle of moving, essentially. I'm using a different room to what I usually use. So that's why it sounds a little bit different to normal. Um, That will be resolved soon. I can't use the room that I did. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) If it does bother you that much, then uh, there's not much I can do about that just check another episode but this is not going to be how it sounds permanently so you don't need to worry about that anyway i'm going to stop rambling on thanks as always for tuning in guys uh, you know be sure to like subscribe blah 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 social media things you know sharing etc um and um after the chat with goff i will be back at the end as i am at every episode um just to give information on upcoming episodes and the usual sort of rambly mess that i have in my outros so um look forward to that anyway guys thanks as always for tuning in and i'll talk to all of you at the end was a quiet place inspired by signs that comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is the Hurricane Heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. Whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before it, and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. So I have nobody telling me what I can and can't do. So I make the content that I want to make. You know, there's, and a lot of the actors actually, it's funny because they're used to working on commercial type projects. You know, when we're at rehearsals, they're like, you know, how, how quick do I have to do my lines? What, how much time do we have to do this scene? And I always say to them, you've got as much time as it takes to do the jokes correctly. 
So there's no stress. The actors love it because there's no stress on them to get things done in a certain amount of time. You know, the, the joke is told how it needs to be told. And I've got nobody saying what I can and can't do. Nobody, no, you know, so there's no third party involvement, which means that it's uh, completely independent, which I think lends, as you well say, to a better product because I've got nobody you know, breathing down my neck saying this joke's inappropriate. So <laughs> I can push the lines as far as I want to push them. And I can, you know, I, I can do that joke that the studio might say, oh, that's a little bit rude. You can't do that. Or I don't like that or whatever. I can do all of that stuff. And that's absolutely fantastic. And I think it, I genuinely do believe it leads to a better product, which is great. It means that, you know, hopefully people enjoy it that bit more, you know, so it's fantastic. Well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, being an independent creator is always um, important to be able to keep a hold of your intellectual property. And obviously, as you have every aspect of the film is yourself doing it from start to finish, you have every piece of that puzzle. So you never have to worry about um, sort of, if you did want to make a sequel to any of your um, movies and things, you could be like, well, I'm just going to do it. I don't have to ask his permission because I own all of that. And um, I want to ask as well, with it, just in regards to the documentary, obviously, I know that you, you made that and then things from them uh, has just been uh, comedy sort of styles and things. Have you contemplated going back and making another documentary or doing anything else in a more serious style? Or are you just from now, from here on out, you're just sticking with uh, comedy? No, no. Uh, a few people have actually said that they, they would like to see a sequel, uh, I Will Not Go Quietly too, because obviously that was done back in 2010. And so uh, they would like to see how things have progressed since 2010. Cause I mean, it's nearly 10 years ago now. It's a long mm. time when you, when you think about, it. I mean, time really does fly. So yeah. So I have had a few people and it is something that I have absolutely strongly considered. Uh, I don't know when or if I would do it, um, but it is something that I can absolutely do. And I probably will do at some point. I just don't know when, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, I like to make my projects, uh, they might all be like they might be more leaning towards the comedy style, but I always like to make sure that they're as different as possible, whether it is in tone or subject matter or you know the way it's put together or made. I, I like to make all my projects a little bit different so that folks don't get bored with what I'm doing. So yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I have thought about doing another documentary, and I probably will at some stage. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful! And um, a question as well for yourself is that what sort of uh, not only comedy, but what sort of things are you watching in, uh, in your free time? What sort of stuff are you, uh, like TV shows you're watching or, or um, if you listen to any podcasts or if there's anything uh, music-wise you listen to specifically? Like, um, I think we touched on it briefly previously, what some of the influences you had uh, before starting a lot of these comedy things. But I don't think I asked what you actually listen to and what you actually watch at, at the moment in your free time. Uh, well, if we're talking about TV... Uh, I was obsessed with Breaking Bad. I thought that was the greatest show I've ever seen in all my life. I love everything about it. I think it's incredibly well-written, shot, acting. I mean, I just love that show. I've seen it like countless times. I got the box set. I'll mm, watch it like just religiously. Love it. And so obviously the prequel slash sequel, Better Call Soul. I'm really enjoying that. So that's uh, season four is finished. So season five should be out sometime this year, hopefully. So uh, I, I really enjoy Better Call Soul. I think that's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, nothing's going to compare to Breaking Bad, but it's a good <laughs> silver medal. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. still a really, really great show. And I really enjoy the way they've done it. I think it's really clever. I really love it. So yeah, I, I like, uh, 
I, I like that sort of sort of style. The more sort of darker humor is sort of where I sort of tend to lean when it comes. Mm. So that's why I really enjoyed uh, Breaking Bad because I think it's a lot funnier than what people might first initially think on their first viewing. I think there's a lot more jokes in there than what people might might have actually thought if that makes sense so mm. it's quite a funny show in some parts but uh and better call soul is is quite funny as well it's very funny actually but um yeah they're, they're two shows that I, I really 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 love so uh, i don't watch a huge amount of tv i'm pretty i'm, I'm pretty fussy i watch a lot of films i'm a <laughs> big film goer i actually uh just uh yesterday i went to go see book smart uh that just came out in the cinema here in australia the uh it's been out i've got a friend that lives in london and she was the one that said to me you got to go watch it because she knew that i would enjoy it and i did i thought it was really funny but um yeah so i know that was out about a month or six weeks ago over over there in the uk but uh mm. we just got it just uh yesterday so i uh i went along and uh i quite enjoyed that it was quite funny so uh yeah that's uh that's a recent uh movie recommendation i suppose <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think um, I haven't seen Booksmart actually. I have to um, I have to pop it on the list. Um, I know that you recommended me a movie um, last time we spoke as well, um, and I've got to note it down on my. I've got this list of films that I need to watch, but it, it did look really funny, and I can't remember off the top of my head what it was at all. I, I you know, it was Still Life. Uh, that that ah. I think uh, because we were going through English films uh, that I enjoyed, uh, mm. and uh, I remember talking about uh, This Is England, which I thought mm. was an amazing film. Again. I tend to always lean towards the darker and that's quite a dark film in places and it's a yeah, the it's an incredible film. Uh, but yeah, Still Life was the one I think I recommended to you because it's another, it's a, it's an English comedy film, but it's really, really fantastic and quite moving at the mm. end. It's a, it's a really, really top, top class film. Uh, the English do it well, actually, in regards to that sort of comedy, I find. Uh, so yeah, that there's a, there's, and in regards to music, uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of alone. None of my friends like uh, this at all, but I was mad for Oasis when they were mm. up and about. And uh, Liam Gallagher has just got his new album coming out soon. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I'll, uh, I'll be checking out that. Cause I just think he is hilariously amusing. I think, uh, <laughs> well, so is, so is Noel Gallagher. They're both very funny, but uh, there's actually a really cool documentary that was released about Oasis uh, back in 2016 called i think it was called supersonic and it was uh it was looking back at their first three years in existence and they've got all old footage and all that sort of stuff and liam and noel are actually on it and actually their their mum is interviewed on it and so <laughs> it's really really cool it's a really great documentary so if anybody out there is a big fan of oasis like i am and they haven't i'm sure they would have seen that documentary because it was a big deal um but yeah no it's a it's a high quality doco that one but uh, yeah really cool <laughs> And out of interest, um, obviously, you don't have to say my one because I know when I ask people this question, they always feel pressured to say it. But um, do you, out of interest, listen to any podcasts or anything like that? Well, uh, I well, genuine chit chat, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, I, it's funny actually because I've been interviewed on a few. Um, I obviously listen, you know, I listen to a podcast before I go on it to see mm. what it's about and all that sort of stuff. And uh, some of them I've ended up uh, just uh, listening to because I've ended up genuinely enjoying them. I thought uh, I've listened to them, then they've interviewed me and it was all cool. And they were really nice guys or girls or whoever they might have been. And I've ended up just uh, starting to listen to them 
just because because again it's not it's not something that i go hunting out podcasts it's not Mm. uh it's it's, uh i'm not that yeah i don't really go hunting for them but uh they just kind of sort of fall like like i say you know i i hadn't heard about genuine chit chat until someone told me about you and (laughs) i contacted you and you said okay come on the show and i had a listen i'm like oh this sounds really cool and then yeah, I did my interview with you and it went really well and I was really happy. And so, you know, I just tune in from time to time and the same goes with, uh, with a, a few of the other podcasts that I've been on too. So it's actually, it's a, it's a funny way to, to meet people and discover people. And it's all, uh, it's kind of by accident through what we were talking about earlier with marketing, you know, it kind of, uh, it kind of just happens by accident, which is kind of cool. It is definitely cool. I mean, I've met a lot of cool people, obviously yourself included, uh, due to purely of podcasting of other podcasters who've yeah sent me recommendations or have, you know, um, just hit me up and said they like the show or other ones I've seen them on something and I've been like, oh, do you want to come to my show? We can talk about whatever. Then I find out they're a podcaster or they've got some other sort of pursue and then you discover them, you you, go, you speak to them and things and then you check out their things they enjoy, you know, a lot of the time for the prep for the podcast. And sometimes you get someone, you go, oh, they're a podcast, that's cool. And then you look into it and they're, oh, they're a podcaster. Oh, and they're an author. Oh, and they're a life coach. Oh, and they also made this and they made that. And it's like, Jesus, it makes me feel so <laughs> insignificant by comparison when I talk to all these uh, incredibly interesting people. But yeah, Look, you I, must... think, I think I think what you said earlier is also correct in that, so uh, I'll listen to whatever podcast. We'll, we'll use yours as the example because that's mm. the one everyone's listening to now. So, you know, <laughs> you listen to Genuine Chit Chat and uh, all of a sudden, you know, I've learned about other people. Uh, and so I've got, oh, well, that sounds really cool. I'll check that out. So, you know, it's uh, I've discovered, you know, other, you know, creative media and other people and all that sort of stuff through listening to podcasts, which I never would have learned about unless I had listened to the podcast. So it's uh, it's because it, it expands your horizons, so to speak, you know? So that's really cool too, because I mean, you, that's the great thing about podcasts, generally speaking, is that people like myself who struggle to get on more commercial type media, I, I get a platform to tell everybody about Beer Nuts Productions and then hopefully they can go on the website and download and enjoy my films, whereas they would have never had that opportunity previously. And the same goes for me. I get to go onto other people's website and enjoy their content, which I wouldn't have, I would not have done previously if I hadn't have heard about them on a podcast. So I think podcasts are playing a really important part in helping, uh, you know, creative independent artists you know, sell their work, whether they be musicians or filmmakers or whatever they might be. I think uh, podcasts are really important and a really great way for people to, you know, share their work with uh, people who may not have otherwise have known they existed, which is really, really cool. Oh, I 100% agree. And I imagine with your line of work as well, you've um, you've probably met like quite a few actors and obviously people, members of your production team and obviously the individuals who are marketing and that sort of thing. I bet you've met a lot of really interesting individuals who you wouldn't have really met if you'd um, done Beer Nuts. Like, is your friend, um, was it Simon, your friend who does a lot of the sort of producing work? Did you meet him because of starting Beer Nuts or did you know him prior or how that sort of No, work? no. It was funny, actually. Uh, how I came across Simon was purely accidental. I'd hired a different guy to come down. It was the third film I've ever done. So the advertising meeting is the name of the movie that people, it's obviously it's up and available on the Beer Nuts Productions website. And so I contacted a different guy who runs a production studio 
and I said to him, you know, I need a guy to film because, well, to go back a bit further. So after I did the documentary, I thought, well, you know, I'll do my next film now. So the next film, I'm like, well, I'm going to actually hire some crew to actually do this because it's going to be a lot easier than because to do it myself because there's, you know, it's a scripted project and all that sort of stuff. So I hired a couple of guys and they were jerks, basically. <laughs> they sort of just filmed what they wanted to film, which kind of doesn't really work. So uh, I sacked them, got rid of them. And so for the next project, which was the advertising meeting, I contacted a different uh, production studio and I'm like, you know, I need to, I want to hire you to film my movie. And the guy's like, yeah, no worries. And I think he thought that I was, uh, I don't know, a, a hack or a dickhead or whatever he <laughs> thought I was. I've got no idea. And so on the actual day, of, a couple of days before filming, uh, Simon calls me up and he's like, hey, uh, this is Simon here. And I'm like, oh, who are you? And he's like, oh, well, I won't mention the other fellow's name. So-and-so uh, got another booking and can't do your film now, which I think is total bullshit. But uh, that, again, is beside the point. He said, so I can't. Uh, so he called me up and he said, can I replace him? Would, you, would that be okay with you? And I'm like, well, I suppose, I mean, this is literally, we were shooting on a Saturday and this conversation took place on a Wednesday. Ooh. So I'm like, well, I don't really have a huge choice in the matter. So I suppose it's going to have to be. So Simon came along and he did a fantastic job. So uh, after we finished editing, because I edit with Simon as well, after I finished editing, I said to Simon, well, do you want next time I do a project, how about I just contact you directly, leave the other people out of it and we'll just do it by ourselves. And he's like, sounds good to me. So uh, yeah, that's sort of how Simon came to be. And I've done every project since I've done it with him. So yeah, we've done out of the 17 films, we've done all but three. So yeah, we've done 14 out of the 17 together, which is pretty cool. So yeah, it's a, it's a really good working relationship now. He sort of knows what I'm thinking uh, before I have to tell him, which is great because he knows my style of how I like things done and how I like things shot. So it's really cool when you can have somebody like that. And it's uh, yeah, it's a complete accident. So if this other guy hadn't have been a jerk and ditched me for somebody else, then I would never have met Simon. So it's uh, it's funny just how life works out like that sometimes. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of those things as well where it's nice to have someone who is. Um a partner in some ways, you know, who can assist in things, but without, you have the good thing of that you didn't start beer nuts with someone else. So you still have the creative freedom and you still have sort of the authoritarian veto to anything because you're at the top and the same as myself. Obviously, I don't have any employees or have that sort of um, relationship with people in that sense, but anything don't I would like have that, with Mike, the show. You've got all the power. You've got the power. <laughs> you, you can walk around and just tell people how shit needs to be. You know, don't, don't undersell it, you know. <laughs> well, thank you very much. But it's uh, it's one of those things where like, I can do anything I want to do within reason for myself. You know, if, if I want to have a chat with a mate of mine about whatever, pot plants, I'm just saying that because I can see a pot plant over there. <laughs> if you heard a chat about that for an hour, like I imagine not a huge amount of people would actually want to listen, but it's my show. I do what I want. When you want to release like an episode or something, as we discussed slightly earlier, you can do what you want without having a studio breathing down your neck or telling you you can't have this talk with this person because you're your own uh you are the head of it all but you still build these working relationships with people i've got several friends who are in podcasts and things who 
if I wanted them to, to give me their honest uh, opinion on an episode or something, or if I wanted them to help in, I've got friends who are sound engineers, I've got friends who are experts in social media, this, that, and the other, who like, I've I've got people I can collaborate with who can help me, but I'm still the figurehead, the top of the, the well, my own project. And I, I think that's what obviously you do as well, is like, you've got a working relationship with Simon and it is really helpful to have someone there who can assist with editing and give you sort of honest uh, opinions on things so you can rely on but you don't have to necessarily give up any of your sort of creative freedoms in a way. Yeah, well, ab- absolutely. So the first, uh, so as soon as I finish writing a script, uh, I'll send it to Simon uh, to tell and uh, organize a date with him. He's the first person that I contact because obviously he he actually, that's the other good thing about Simon. He actually owns all the equipment. So uh, yeah. we rarely, occasionally we have to rent something, but uh, very rarely. So that's the other reason why Simon's really cool because uh, He's got a garage full of uh, all the uh, audio visual stuff you'd ever want. So, uh, mm. uh, yeah, so I contact Simon. We uh, go through what equipment we need. We Obviously, the first thing we do is get a date that we're going to shoot and edit. But uh, then we just go through what we need equipment-wise and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, like he, like I said, because uh, we've been doing it so long now, he kind of knows what I like and what I want anyway now, which is really, really cool. So it makes working uh, a lot easier when the guy that you're working with knows exactly how, how you like things done. So, and uh, you know, and he's never afraid to put an opinion forward and say, Oh, how about we do this? Or this might be a good idea. And I'll say the yes or no. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really, really cool. And look, that goes for everybody as well. So even like, uh, I know I've told you previously, I'm mm. really strict with my scripts with the actors. So yeah. uh, I don't like actors improvising my scripts, you know, so how things are written on the page. I have the, it's an old fashioned uh, saying, but if it's not on the page, it doesn't make the stage. And that's, <laughs> uh, that's kind of what I, I sort of live by with, with the actors. And some actors like it, some don't, but I mean, that's how I like things done. So, you know, if they don't like it, then they don't have to work for me. That's cool. I mean, I don't hold, grudges people can do what they want to do so that's cool but uh yeah so i i you know i go through like i said and uh actors who do a great job and if i think when i'm doing another film if they'll fit a particular role then i'll get them in and i'll audition them for that as well you know so uh, it's cool i've got quite a a nice uh, sort of database of different actors and and crew members like artists and and musicians and other people who i who i use which uh so when now, obviously, like I say, this is our 17th film. That means I've got a good database of people that I can sort of choose from with uh, with different projects, which is really, really cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, one thing I actually want to ask um, about you is a slight change of gear in a sense was um, I want to know some of your opinions on uh, society, which that's not the whole question because that's just such an open-ended question. There's not really anything you could uh, answer that with. But um, I meant more so in a lot of beer nuts things I've noticed, uh, sort of subtle mentions of uh, society and things like that, you know, societal issues. Um, you know, you've got things like, you know, social media that we've already spoken about and mobile phones, but also obviously um, you've got the um, prostitution untold story. You've You've got you've got all these different sort of aspects of of parts of society. So I imagine that you have quite a um, being obviously not only an independent filmmaker, but also obviously being a blind man. I imagine that you see society through quite a different lens to what a lot of other individuals kind of see in, in a lot of ways. Like I imagine, you know, most of it, as you can tell by a lot of your films, you know how the world works. You're not in a like a complete different bubble to everyone else, but it must be 
you must see a lot of things that maybe other people don't quite see just on the basis that some, uh, I know that from our previous conversations, you've said that some people do actually treat you differently. So I imagine you kind of can almost see through the bullshit a little bit more because you've had that sort of for your entire life. You've had to really kind of try with certain aspects of people. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's yeah, everything you said is pretty much correct. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So I, uh, I like to, uh, just generally speaking, when people hit up the website, they'll see a lot of the films uh, about social sort of issues that people are quite sensitive about. So I've done drugs, I've done prostitution, I've done pornography, I've done the environment, you know, and I, I like to get subjects like that and really tear them apart. and. Uh, and and yeah, sort of. I'm, I'm I am a big believer though in that I'm here to entertain. I'm not here to preach. So mm. I don't. Uh, I purposely don't put my opinions uh, front and square. I try and uh, I, I try. There's a subtle message in them, I suppose. But um, I don't. Uh, my number one aim is to entertain, and then anything that comes secondary to that come secondary to that but uh, you are quite right in in what you said earlier I mean I, I do like to talk about social things within my work I think that's sort of important you know just to weed a few little things in there I think is, is uh, kind of important yeah absolutely well yeah exactly and I want to know sort of do you have any concerns generally about sort of um, we don't have to delve too deep into this I'm just generally interested of just do you have any big worries about society you know some people think um, for example climate change is going to be the thing that potentially ends us other people think uh, artificial intelligence other people think you know governments becoming way too overpowerful and things like that and obviously I'm not saying you should uh, preach necessarily but I, I'm just interested in out of those things or anything else is there one kind of bigger thing that you just either think about or are slightly more worried about that if we leave it unchecked for too long it could end up being a bit more uh, detrimental to society well I, i'm a i'm a huge believer in allowing people to live their lives how they want to live them and not mm -hmm. to uh, i don't believe in whether it be governments or anybody telling anybody what they should do say think feel act etc 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 so mm -hmm. that's why i'm not huge on uh, religion as an umbrella, you know, yeah. I'm not saying any specific religion. I'm just saying the, uh, the thought of it, the, like the, I, I just don't like how it can be controlling. I don't, I don't like people telling other people how they need to live their life. I think people should be, I'll take it back to something in Australia at the moment. There's a really big thing, uh, with lockout laws. Now lockout laws are essentially, if you go to a bar or a nightclub or somewhere that serves alcohol, if you're not in that establishment by 1am, you can't get into that establishment. It's a lockout law. And so I think that's bullshit because I think that you should be allowed to go into any establishment uh, whenever you want. I don't think that they should say no go. I mean, if you want to, if you're a, like, let's say you're, you're a cab driver, right? You drive a taxi and your shift ends at 3am in the morning and you've had a no good rotten shift. You've done 3 p.m. till 3 a.m. You've had a bunch of drunks or some really annoying teenagers or whatever it might have been, and you just want to go to a bar and have a pint before you go home. You can't, and I think that's bullshit. I think you absolutely <laughs> should be allowed to. You know, you, you should, like, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, governments and whatnot not getting in people's faces and their space, you know. If, mm -hmm. if you want to hug a tree, 
then who am I to tell you that you can't hug a tree? You know, <laughs> if you serious, man, I'm dead serious. I yeah, mean, dead, the I whole agree. thing, the whole thing with gay marriage, you know, that only just got legalized in Australia just recently. And there's a wonderful comedian here in Australia. He's one of my all-time favorite comedians called Sean McAuliffe. And he said it so beautifully. He goes, I've got to get this right because I don't want to misquote the man. He <laughs> said, uh, "He said, what two men who live in Perth who I've never met before decide to do in the privacy of their own home, well, of course that's my business. <laughs> and I mean, like how, like you can't, you can't sum it up any better than that. I mean, it's just, that's how ridiculous the argument for the, the no vote is. I mean, it's just like, if people want to marry, let them marry. I mean, what do I care? You know, it's got nothing to do with me. I mean, just, you know, they're not, they're not invading my space in any way. So let them be. I just, uh, I'm just a big fan in people being allowed to live their lives, how they want to live them. You know, I, I don't have the right to tell somebody else what they can and can't do and vice versa. I don't think, and that's, that's one of the things that I get really upset about. Well, I, back when I first started Beer Nuts Productions, when people said to me, you can't make films because you're blind. Well, fuck you, buddy. How, <laughs> how do you know what I can and can't do? You don't even know me. I've met you over email and a phone conversation. You don't know me. You don't know what I can and can't do. You don't know my skill set. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it, so I suppose it comes from, a place of being discriminated against because I mean I was denied a proper education uh, you know I was I was denied employment opportunities all based on my disability through people's ignorance you know so I think that's where that sort of uh, passion for for that comes from you know because I think uh, I've kind of lived it and so I don't like it and so I don't think other people should have to put up with it either you know what I'm saying Oh yeah, 100%. I agree with you and every mark there. And I'm a very, I have almost identical to beliefs with yourself. I mean, I'm not a uh, religious individual. I'm I'm atheist, maybe agnostic, kind of depends what day you get me on. But um, yeah, I don't believe in a God. I don't believe in heaven and hell and things. And I'm just that thing of, well, if you want to believe in those things, you are 100% within your right to do these things. But don't be horrible to sort of other people and um, stopping anyone else doing what they want to do, all because you believe that this book is written by God. Like I haven't got a problem with organized. Uh, sorry, I haven't got a problem with religion in sort of low key, small ways, and people just you know, believing in a God, praying to them, you know, believing Jesus said, "Love thy neighbor." That, that's all fine, no problem at all. But it's when they start, you know, the gay thing is a big part of that. It's like. In America, obviously, it took them ages to legalize gay marriage statewide. It was just like all these people are protesting and arguing about it and all these things. It's just like exactly as you say. It's, like, it's it's no one's business. It doesn't matter. Why is this even a – when I heard about it when I was younger, um, in England, it was gay marriage was legalized quite a few years ago now. But I remember hearing that being gay was actually illegal in the UK until I think it was the late 60s, early 70s. And I was like, my parents were like alive then. And I'm like, and, and they, they were alive at the time when being gay was illegal. And I'm like, how was that even ever a thing? And I'm like, obviously yes. the reasoning due to their religious hold that a lot of England had for a very long time. And it's, 
it does piss me off when it's just like people telling people they can't do this. They can't be who they are. They can't do this. And I was thinking uh, when you were saying about it before you mentioned the whole uh, blind thing, I was thinking that sounds exactly like when we had the conversation previously where, you know, people telling you that you can't do things will be it. If you're gay and you want to marry the man that you love or the woman that you love, or, you know, if you're a blind individual who wants to make films, you know, there's a rapper called Scribius Pip who's got a stutter and a, he has a podcast and a, he's a rapper. So it's like, you've got all these people who are like telling people to not do stuff. And they're also, always the people who don't actually seem to achieve anything in their lives yeah no well i i agree i think uh, i'm with you in regards to religion i think if it makes somebody be a better person love thy neighbor and they uh, if they were a jerk beforehand and then they found god and turned into a nice person then fantastic that's great (laughs) you know what i mean so that's that's marvelous but i mean i i don't believe in people shouldn't dictate to others what they should do People should just be free to live their life how they want to live it. And like like you say, I mean, it comes down to, I mean, in the US, uh, your US listeners who, who might be persons of colour that might be listening, they would be nodding their heads and they would be going, yeah, I was denied employment opportunities just because I'm a black man. I mean, how ridiculous is that? It's not like, because uh, uh, at the end of the day, you've got to think about it like this. I mean, I didn't put my hand up when I was a baby and say, I'd like to be blind, please. And he didn't put his hand up and say, I'd like to be black, please. And the gay guy didn't put his hand up and say, I'd like to be gay, please. It's just what happened. That's just how it is. So, I mean, it's, it's nobody's any different to anybody else. You know what I'm saying? So you just, and that's another reason I think why when we go back to, to the films that I make, I like to make fun of everybody equally because again i don't like to play favorites so with how to land that dream job you know there's 16 different employees from 16 different walks of life i make fun of them all equally and and none of it's done in a malicious nasty or malice way it's all done in humor and in jest and hopefully it makes people sort of laugh at themselves as well and go i can be a little bit like that and they have a bit of a laugh at themselves as well which again, I think is really important for people to sort of step back a little bit sometimes and just have a little bit of a laugh at what they do and what others do. And it kind of diffuses a lot of tense situations. That's the great thing about humour. It can it can really diffuse a, a really tense situation, which I think is a, a very powerful thing to do. Oh, yeah, I, I agree 100%. And also one thing which um, I think I mentioned in our last chat as well was one thing about you especially is that because you've gone through the struggle that you had, you had to, you're very self-aware, you know, you had to look at, you had to obviously look at yourself when people were telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. You have to look at yourself and go, can I do that? And when you make the decision, you actually can, then you've got that sort of that fire behind you and you've got that sort of the the positive attitude, that positive mindset of, no, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter what people think. I'm going to do it regardless. And along coming with that, you obviously are quite self-reflective in that sort of sense of coming to that sort of realization, but also, you're willing to take the mick out of yourself, which is even, you know, for this chat, you've had the odd quip that I think is always really funny when, um, you know, you mentioned her being blind and you make little jokes about it and things. And it's like, that is so powerful and important for people, not only anyone who's listening who either may have a similar disability or some sort of part of their life that may come up that may uh, cause that to happen, or just people who find parallels between their own lives, you know, exactly as you said perfectly, you know, I always say, you should never ever maliciously bully anyone um, for anything they can't choose. Now, I'm not a malicious bully 
really, I'm not proposing for malicious bullying anyway, but you know, if someone puts their hand up and spouts out a toxic opinion and they get the shit ripped out for it, well, that's fair because you put your hand up, you said this opinion. If it's you're born and your skin is this color or your hair is like this or you're born with this being an air quotes wrong with you or not, if you can't choose that, then no one should really ridicule you in a horrible way for that. And I think that what you've done with beer nuts especially is, you know, you've turned that, you've using comedy to kind of bridge a lot of gaps and things. And I think that it makes uh, people... It, it, comedy is the one one thing that can kind of unite anyone. You go to like a comedy gig, especially nowadays, and you, you look at the crowd. It's not just all you know, 30 year old white dudes. It, it's a more diverse thing, and it's becoming a lot more of a diverse uh, sort of audience and things. And that's what people need is the, is the comedy to bring people together. Absolutely, 100%. And, and uh, yeah, no, I appreciate what you just said because I agree with it and, and thank you for your kind words too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, there's not much more I can add to that because I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I could make fun of you because of your facial hair, but it's your <laughs> choice to have that facial hair. So, you know, that's a fair, fair comment on my part. You know what I mean? So, exactly. Yeah, no, <laughs> you get, with people always, I mean, my facial hair for people, if they follow me on Instagram or anything like that, they can occasionally see it where um, I've, got, I've got a blonde moustache and a beige and like a uh, brown beard. And I get a lot of people uh, make comments about that. Like I'm out in town and people are like, Dude, why do you blo- why do you bleach your moustache? Like, I don't bleach my moustache. Why on earth would I bleach a handle, like a moustache and a handlebar colour and grow the round up? What on earth kind of look am I going for? And that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's, but I get ripped out of it for it. And that's funny. Like, I don't mind it. It's not anything hurtful. It's not some anyone saying I'm a, I can't do anything or I'm a second class citizen or anything like that because of this. And I think that, yeah, what you, what you're trying to strive for is exactly what people need is that motivation. And that's what I said about where I switched to last time. It, it's very inspiring, but also, you know, you sound a laugh. You're a really fun person to speak to and you just, you take the mick out of yourself. And I find that also with growth as an individual, it, I used to have it a bit when I was in school. I did I get bullied in, um, when I was a lot younger. And what I found was if I if I take the jokes, because obviously I used to I used to get bullied for being really fat because I used to be really fat and obviously I'm not anymore. But um, I used to constantly be um, bullied for that and people would give me, you know, just give me shit all the time. And it's like once you start making the jokes before them and because obviously when I'm fat, I can think of a hundred better fat jokes than anyone who's trying to think of it ad lib on the spot. I can just do reactionary thing. And if I do that and then people are laughing with me about my thing as opposed to at me and then it slowly turns the tide and it actually takes a lot of power away from bullies. And I find that, you know, if I have kids and they get bullied or anything, I will obviously hope they don't, but I'll say to them, well, if you kind of if you're self-aware and you can like take the mick out yourself, you take the bullets out of their gun and people will then respect you a bit more. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, bullying is an awful thing. And I think everybody at some point has most likely been bullied for one reason or another. And it's horrible. It's awful. You know, and I mean, bullies are cowards, essentially. That's what they are. They're, they're, they're insecure and scared about something of their own. And that's why they pick on you because it's a get them before they get me attitude that's the attitude a bully has and so if you can disarm them like you say it's very powerful because now they don't have to get you because you're not you're getting yourself so they're like well, what do i do now what do i do now <laughs> and so yeah no absolutely so it's uh yeah it's uh but but i also think that when it comes to disability i like to think of it as unintentional ignorance because in australia especially there's not a lot of education in regards to whether it be physical or intellectual disability. And so people just plain don't understand it because there's no education there. So 
And again, if, if you're able to educate people with humor and they can have a laugh, then all of a sudden they learn something and they're like, oh, I didn't realize that I just learned something. I thought I was being entertained, but actually they just learned something and they were entertained at the same time. So like when I made the documentary, because disability and mental health are really heavy subjects, it was really important to me to put humor through that project so that it wasn't too heavy and people aren't after five minutes going, oh my God, this is just, oh, this is, oh, Christ, what am I going to do? You know, I don't want people knifing themselves in the cinema when they watch it, you know? So it's, it was important to me to make sure there was a steady stream of humor through that project so that, you know, you can educate, you, you get through to people better when they're relaxed and laughing and having a good time. So, you know, th there are some really important messages in that documentary, but, you know, hopefully it sinks in a little bit better because I've put a bit of humor in there as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really great tool, humor. It's, a, it's really important. And I think it's something that probably the world needs now more than it probably ever has, to be honest. Oh yeah, I completely agree with that. And um, with things like Beer Nuts, it's making it, well, with the internet, it's making independent creators such as you know, yourself or myself. Obviously, I'm not necessarily in the comedy game uh, as much, but I have the odd episode and things. But like, obviously with yourself, you know, you're just trying to, I think you said in the last podcast, you're just trying to spread podcast, you're trying to spread comedy to as many people as you can just to entertain. And that, that's all you really want to do. And it's a, it's, it's a noble thing to want to do. As you've said, you know, a lot of people who have been in your situation wouldn't have pursued that career path and especially wouldn't be so passionate about wanting to do it. But in all honesty, what is better than sort of making people laugh, you know, in a, in a, in a general term? No, precisely. And I mean, I know it, uh, it sounds very corny and people might think that I'm full of shit, but the truth of the matter is that I really do enjoy entertaining people. I mean, before I was a filmmaker, I used to do stand-up comedy as a living and, you know, getting on stage and telling jokes and having people laugh. I mean, it's a wonderful feeling to make folks laugh. You know, it's a, it's a very, anybody who's even done an open mic spot at their local bar or whatever, when they're doing a comedy night, and they've put their hand up and done an open mic stuff and a few people have had a bit of a laugh at one of their jokes you know, they get a real rush from it because it's really, really cool to make people laugh. And, you know, with, with the films I do now, that's why, I mean, comedy is my genre, but it's really fantastic to, uh, you know, have somebody download a film and they sit there for 20, 25 minutes and they can forget about their problems and just have a good laugh. It, it gives me pleasure to give them pleasure. I know, again, it sounds really corny and whatnot, but it is the truth. I mean, that's why anybody who's in the entertainment business, whether they're a singer, an artist, a filmmaker, whatever they might be, you know, that's why they create content is to entertain and to give people joy. You know, I mean, even as odd as it might sound, even a horror film can give people enjoyment because people might enjoy jumping out of their skin, you know? <laughs> so, you know, somebody really gets a rush out of somebody, you know, shitting their pants and that's, that's cool. You know, that's great. So, I mean, that's why you make your podcast is so that people can listen to it while they're having a car ride or whatever. They're on a long, uh, you know, a, a long day trip or they've had a crappy day at work or whatever it might be. They can put on genuine chit chat or they can watch a Beer Nuts Productions film and they can forget about their problems. I mean, they might, their wife might have left them or they might be in financial <laughs> strife or whatever it might be, man. I mean, everybody's got something going on, but, you know, they can put on whatever piece of entertainment they want and they can sort of melt away for half an hour or an hour or whatever it might be and they can enjoy that and that's really cool it's a really lovely 
thing that people like you and myself can can do. It's a really uh, it's a really great uh, gift, I suppose, that we can give people, which uh, which is great. You know, it makes me happy to entertain folks. So that's why I mean, I always push it really hard but that's why i always want people to watch my my films because i want them to watch them and i want them to laugh and i want them to be entertained exactly and it's a, it's incredibly it's a very um, not only noble but it's it's for oneself it's very uh, satisfying to be able to release content that you know people are enjoying and i want to ask as well just um when you sort of started up being nuts and things, obviously there were people telling you that you, know, you wouldn't be able to do it and stuff like that. But um, did you have a lot of support from either uh, family members or friends of yours that really helped push you up? And also, if so, what sort of things would you recommend to people who are thinking about starting a film production company or make a movie or a podcast, anything like that? So the two-pronged question is, did you have a lot of support from family and friends about being nuts when you were to start it up? And following on from that, what sort of advice would you give to people who want to pursue something like that? Well, I suppose uh, going backwards with your questions, because I tend to do things backwards, um, <laughs> the uh, uh, people say to me all the time, oh, you make it sound so easy. Oh, I wanted to make a film, so I just went ahead and made a film. But it really is that easy. I mean, I wanted to make movies. I had scripts written. So if I can't get funding from the traditional bodies, then what other choice do I have other than to fund it myself? So that's like I said earlier, that's why I chose a documentary because it's easy to fund and it's easy to make. And so that's why, so there's a, you just got to sit down, you got to figure it out somehow. You know, if you want to, if you, if you're in a band, for example, we'll take that example and you want to make music, well, you know, get scraped together the funds to get a recording studio for a day and get your gear in there and punch out what you can punch out and put your content wherever people can see it and just go ahead and do it. I mean, the only person stopping you is you. So, you know, I mean, I remember uh, back uh, after I did the documentary, I was, I was having a bit of trouble sort of thinking to myself, well, I want to make these next films now. And I was sort of grumbling and all of that sort of stuff. And, <laughs> And my mate said to me, well, you, you're the one that chose this career path. So stop your complaining and get on with it. If you want to <laughs> do it, just do it. What, what are you waiting for? You know, and they're exactly correct. I mean, I'd made the documentary, which is probably the hardest step is the first. And then I'd sort of stopped for about six months because I was sort of, I don't know what I was waiting for, really. I, I guess I thought that, well, I, I, I suppose I was thinking, well, now that I've done that, now I can get funding from the traditional bodies, but they still weren't sort of biting. And so I was like, oh, shit, well, that plan didn't work. And they were like, well, you've done it before. Do it again. What's wrong with you? So, yeah, it's uh, and, and that that's exactly correct. So that's what I did. And like I say, I've, I've just done my 17th film. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, if people just want to they want to create something, just go ahead. I mean, there's. There's nothing stopping you. There's always a way. I mean, a lot of filmmakers will whinge and complain that, oh, I don't have money to get this camera or I can't get that location or whatever. Well, work around it. You know, like with How to Land That Dream Job, there's only two locations, the outside of somebody's house and my office. So, I mean, I didn't even have to rent an office location. I just used my own. Why, why spend money on somebody else's office when I can just use my own? So, you know, you just got to, you got to sit down, you got to think about things, you know, maybe a little bit more left of center or a bit laterally. But I mean, there's always a way. Sometimes I've got to 
manipulate my scripts a little bit to make it fit in the budget. So if there was, uh, I don't know, if I had a script where there was a stunt or an explosion or something like that that I can't afford at the moment, well, I need to rework that joke so I can make it work. I mean, a really wonderful example is uh, for one of the films I did, The War on Drugs, I wanted to do a scene in a laboratory, uh, laboratory, uh, sorry about that, but uh, (laughs) I wanted to, I wanted can't say the word. So I contacted all the universities around here and said, you know, can I film in one of your labs? And they're like, no, go away. And I thought, well, that's not very nice. So (laughs) then I had to think to myself, well, what else looks like a lab? And I'd just done a photo shoot uh, with a magazine down at a brewing company because obviously Beer Nuts Productions Brewing. So they'd taken me down to a brewery uh, to do a photo shoot. And so I thought, well, if they're cool for me, if they're cool for the magazine to do a photo shoot there, I wonder if they'll be cool for us to film there because a brewery looks like a lab because it's all that kind of equipment, you know? So mm. I contacted them and they're like, yeah, you can, you can use our, our brewery to film a couple of scenes. So I did. And it actually worked out for the better because then I turned the girl that was playing a scientist, I turned her character into an alcoholic because <laughs> I thought that would be funny. So if I hadn't have been at a brewery, the idea of turning her character into an alcoholic would never have come to me. And it makes that scene work even better. So, I mean, sometimes, what was it? The Rolling Stones, you don't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. And that's <laughs> kind of the truth. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't, uh, I think that's a really good example, actually. I couldn't get the location that I needed, but using something very similar actually worked out even better. So. Yeah, you just got to think laterally and, and, you know, pull your resources and use your brain and just make it happen somehow. Yeah, and I've heard that sort of thing quite a lot from, um, sort of, once again, the sort of either successful individuals or people creating a lot of content. And the sort of question is, you know, what do I do? How do I actually get it started? And the thing is, well, the main thing is to actually put something out there. You know, even if the first thing you release isn't necessarily uh, to the quality or to, it doesn't have every box that you want to tick in it. But once you've released that one thing, you could turn a lot of heads and then you can prepare for the next thing. Um, and potentially the first thing may help sort of bump you up and get you a bit more recognized that for the second thing, or you just learn from your mistakes from the sort of first thing as well. And so I think it's a, it's a really good way of, as long as you're sort of open and still uh, driven to keep on going and things, it, it doesn't, as long as you don't get bogged down by not, you know, releasing one movie, movie and me, me, for example, releasing, you know, one podcast and suddenly, you know, being a millionaire and being ultra famous, like it's just not realistic. You have to have those sort of uh, things in place for yourself of just knowing, you know, this this is a passion project more than anything. And I want this to kind of, you know, be self-sustaining and be big enough, but I want to make the best thing I can make at the time with what I have. And then, you know, you can always go back and revisit it and um, sort out, or you can then, as you say, you get opportunities to do things that may not have even been on the cards until you try doing these things. And obviously it's a big learning curve. And um, one thing I want to ask as well, um, you're getting a, we've been chatting for a long while, so um, I'm going to start to wrap up in, in a bit. But um, I want to ask, it is a really random question and it sounds like it came out of nowhere. So it has nothing to do with anything we've been talking about. But just out of interest, because it was mentioned um, as a joke in uh, in How to Land Your Dream Job. Do you, <laughs> you don't have the answers if you don't want to do too much of a school question, but um, do you believe in aliens at all? Do I believe in aliens? That yeah, is it's a random really weird. question. I told you, uh, I did warn you. <laughs> well, I definitely think that human beings are such flawed creatures 
that there has to be something else out there because surely we can't be the best that there is. So <laughs> there has to be something, whether it's a, whether it's an alien or a god or something. I don't know what it is, but there's got to be something better out there because human beings are very flawed creatures. So I, I can't for one second believe that we're as good as it gets. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I mean, that's a good way of putting it. I'm kind of in that similar sort of boat. I mean, obviously, I was just watching, I was watching it and I was laughing with, obviously, one of the uh, the interviews was with someone who said about, I won't spoil it, but they said about being abducted and things. And it made me laugh and I just wrote down a note because I was just like, I'm just interested to see if uh, Goff actually believes in aliens. Just <laughs> like, I mean, I, I believe there are probably some out there. But obviously, it's a bit uh, the the size of the universe. I think there's like more galaxies, and there are grains of sand on Earth, or something absolutely preposterous. And it's like, well, statistically speaking, there's probably something there. Um, whether or not I think they've come to Earth, I, d- I don't really think they probably have. But obviously, no one knows. But it's always just a fun question to throw that one out there like a curveball, <laughs> just to like throw people off. So, well, but I, God. I, I must say, T- Tanya, who did that role, I've worked with Tanya once before. And uh, she nailed that, i got to say. She did that role really, really well because uh, she comes across as quite cuckoo bananas in the, <laughs> in the film. And uh, she's actually a really lovely young lady who's very sensible and normal. But uh, I tend to, because uh, it's the second film she's done for me and both times her character has been uh, really out there and strange. And I, I apologise to her because I said to her, after we finished this, I said to her, I'm really sorry, Tanya. People are going to start to think you're actually like that in real life. But uh, yeah, no, she, she's a wonderful, wonderful actress. I'm really lucky that uh, she's been in two of my films now. And I've got no doubt going forward, I'll work with her again because she, she's a really, uh, she's a very talented young lady. Yeah, I think all the actors you've been using were absolutely incredible. And obviously with the with Headline Your Dream Job, it was a lot of people doing sort of short, almost like sketches as interviews and things. And they, it was just the camera on them, not really cutting. And so it was like a little, um, almost some, obviously you, there was the narration from yourself, but the camera for the most part stayed on them. So it was almost like a, a monologue bouncing off you sort of thing, which I really liked. And obviously when you go back to... Um, prostitution the untold story it was done a different way and there were still sort of sketch like parts in it but then you had the the two main actors which were the couple that were arguing and you know a lot of that was like really really good acting too of just you know being able to have that scene uh, without cutting for ages and being able to kind of remember all the dialogue but also keep it seeming uh like realistic and in the right way to make it be funny as well so i think that some of the people you've chosen is great I, I, I'm big on that. I hate, uh, I think it might have something to do with my bad eyesight, but I hate edits in films because I think it takes you away from the action and from what's happening. So whenever I do any of my films, I edit as little as possible because I think that it's really important to see, even when a character isn't speaking, uh, you want to see their facial expression to see what their reaction is to the person that is speaking so i am not big on edits and so yeah with the the my my last film before my last film so the <laughs> prostitution the untold story there's that massive scene that goes for about 12 13 minutes and uh yeah rebecca and kale obviously they had a lot of dialogue to learn but it was really important that they had that scene down properly and that we followed the whole action with the camera and there was no edits whatsoever because it would have taken you right out of that moment if there had been so it was really really important there was a lot of rehearsal and they did actually Rebecca uh I don't know if you recognized her because we made her up uh, as the uh, unemployed uh, single mother in how to land that dream job the heroin oh. addict is actually uh, 
that's the same actress, but uh, the makeup, uh, they did a really, really good job with Rebecca because, again, she's actually a really lovely and classy young lady. And uh, the makeup artist, uh, Alicia, she did a marvellous job with making her look like a uh, homeless drug addict. So it was, uh, <laughs> she did a, a wonderful job on Rebecca's makeup. But, uh, yeah, it's actually the, uh, the exact same actress that was in both of those films. No, yeah, I didn't actually notice that, but that that is incredible. So, kudos, obviously, not only to uh, uh, the actress herself, Rebecca, but also uh, the makeup artist too. And um, so, I want to just um, start to wrap up now. So, I just wanted to ask: um, Is there obviously I'll include links to Binuts Productions and especially to uh, your uh, the new film and things, and I'll uh, you know mention the intro and outro that I'll record separately. Um, but essentially, where can people find Binuts? And is there anything you kind of want to that the last sort of message you want to say to people with this chat? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, beernutsproductions.com. So drink a beer, eat some nuts and watch my productions. So that's uh, that's really the number one place people need to go is just beernutsproductions.com and they can download all of our work. So all 17 films are up there. There's eight audio downloads and there's also five books. So whatever you're into, hopefully we've got it covered. And uh, yeah, so beernutsproductions.com and across all the social media. So YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So you just type in Beer Nuts Productions and uh, we come up. So yeah, like, follow, share, all of that good stuff. But uh, yeah, all they need to know is uh, Beer Nuts Productions is where it's at. So uh, hit it up, enjoy the work. And I really, I genuinely do hope you uh, all your listeners uh, enjoy the film as much as you did. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will. And I definitely implore everyone who um, is listening to obviously this whole chat and anyone who listened to the chat with uh, you previously as well to, you know, check out Beer Nuts. I'm sure that they'll obviously, the YouTube channel's got a lot of sort of snippets and things to show what they can expect from a lot of the uh, paid content on Beer Nuts. So I really recommend everyone goes and checks that out too. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, no, the YouTube channel's got tons of uh, clips. Uh, it's got media clips. It's got little trailers and uh, a few other behind the scenes kind of clips as well. So there's tons of content on our YouTube channel as well that people can enjoy. So yeah, no matter what they're, like I say, I like to keep things as uh, uh, different as I can with each project. So uh, yeah, hopefully if they download one or two films, they'll, uh, they'll see that and they'll enjoy that and they'll start downloading a few more and check us out on YouTube and all the socials and uh, hopefully uh, get lots of uh, fun and enjoyment out of what we do. Well, that's absolutely perfect. And that's a great way to end it. So I just want to say thank you so much, um, Goff, for coming on again. We've had an absolutely fantastic chat. And um, I'll definitely have you on again in the future because it's a, always a pleasure to chat with you. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Mike. I genuinely do appreciate you having me on the podcast and your time. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> no worries at all. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Uh, as I said at the start, if it is a little bit echoey for you, either in this intro, the outro, or maybe the main chat I did with Goff, um, that is just because I'm moving, essentially, and I'm using a different room to usual. So if any of your audio files out there are getting upset about this, uh, it won't be happening in lots of future episodes, so you don't need to worry about that. Coming up, um, I should have a podcast recorded with someone on Tuesday. Uh, I'm not going to say who they are, just in case you pull out, etc. Um, and I may release that one Um if it's a one, if it's a two-parter, I may still release it. I haven't really figured it out. I'm basically, I'm hoping I'll be able to chat with them on the Tuesday. I'll be able to release the episode on the Sunday. Uh, and then if it's long enough for a two-parter, then I'll release that Sunday. And then the following Sunday, if not, I'll just release that on the Sunday. Um, I have got two episodes recorded with um, the London rapper Shaldo and also a friend of mine, Callum, who is the front man of the hardcore band Placeholder. Um, so... 
the only reason I'm not re- releasing them yet is because the one with Callum that I've done, um, that is, he's got an EP releasing in August, and we talk about some of the stuff on the EP that he doesn't want to be announced until the EP is out, so that won't be out till probably end of August, uh, and Shaldo also should be releasing a track around August-ish time, so I'm trying to get that released, um, or aiming to get that released, either after the new song has dropped, or p- potentially around that sort of time, so what I may do is if the episode with the person doesn't go ahead, um, I may do a little solo podcast, if it does go ahead and it's only for one hour or so and it's not enough to make into a two-parter, then I may just do a little solo podcast because, as I've said in a few other podcasts, I am going away to Mexico. Um, it's going to be um, sort of, I think, the 6th till 16th of August or something around those lines. Um, and obviously, I'm going to be away for a Sunday of that. And, and I really, in all honesty, I just need a break from podcasting and general work. Um, when I'm over there, I'm going to be going on excursions, doing this, that and the other. I'm going to try and upload to Instagram, potentially Facebook, maybe a bit of Twitter. So if you keep up to date with me on social media, which is just, you know, at genuine chit chat, or I think on Instagram, it's at genuine underscore chit chat, because I'm a fucking idiot and decided to, you know, miss out underscores, <laughs> or add in underscores when I made one or the other. So my bad. Um, but yeah, keep up to date with me on Instagram. I post there usually daily i often post on my story as well i was recently messing on the vr but i don't know if that's still my story at the moment um i post food movie reviews uh snippets of the episodes um on the facebook page there's also going to be movie reviews and snippets of episodes and the odd occasional thing that pops up uh twitter is like obviously cut down version of movie reviews if i can be asked uh the snippets are normally uploaded there as well and i also share quite a lot of other podcasters work so if you want to get into new stuff uh, it's good to follow me on twitter if you're interested in my live instagram if you don't really care that much but you vaguely want to know when episodes come out then it's facebook if you really really love me then it is all three of them (laughs) so take your pick um, anyway, yeah, so as I said, I'm not going to be, um, I, I keep mentioning it and I'll be putting on social media and things that um, I won't be releasing an episode, whatever the Sunday is between the 6th and the 16th. Um, I will likely be releasing one when I get back. I don't think I'm only going to take a week off. Um, I, so I think I'll only be taking a week off off but I may be taking two weeks it really just just kind of depends on um, the scheduling of Shadow and Callum uh, or placeholder rather uh, as well as honestly how tired I am because on the Sunday I'm going to be probably jet lagged I'm going to be knackered I'm going to be trying to fix up all my stuff from Mexico and I'm also going to be trying to release an episode of the podcast it may just get too much for me and I may just say fuck it so I'll keep people updated um, on social media and things um, if I do release a solo episode on the Sunday before I go I don't know what I'm going to have it about if any of you want me to talk about any anything particular send it my way otherwise it may just be be me sat in a room rambling on for like half an hour (laughs) i haven't really fully decided yet so we'll see how the chat goes on tuesday if it goes ahead which i assume it will be um anyway this is becoming uh, a bit of an outro i mean sometimes as you guys will know any regular listeners my rambly outros i don't actually really edit them unless i cough or something in between them usually um i just kind of let myself go and uh it's normally a bit of a mess (laughs) but you know i don't have to once you're at this part you can just stop and still enjoy the rest of the shows but some of you like me rambling on for some reason i don't know why um so yeah uh as i've said before um like review subscribe all that sort of usual jazz um if i don't spend any money on advertising i I just use social media and things and i don't have loads of money to be able to spend on my podcast it's you know a passion project of mine so if you really enjoy these conversations you know i don't have a patreon page at the moment at least uh and i haven't got any plans to make it at the moment i mentioned it briefly in a few episodes back but it's just gonna be too much work at the moment so i don't have a patreon i don't have a way for anyone to give me money Uh, i don't really necessarily want it so it's just you know 
if you really like the show and you know try and get find other people who enjoy it be it sharing on social media or just talking to people because you know the back catalog of genuine chit chat there's enough there that i feel like most people would find at least one episode interesting so you know show it to your mom show it to your sister only females no males no i'm obviously clearly joking and i hope you got that um yeah show it to literally anyone who you think would enjoy it or find it interesting or helpful in any way i've had chats with people about depression about anxiety about independent filmmakers you know like golf obviously with this one um i've had it with you know musicians authors um psychologists ceos of companies there's such a wide and just mates of mine you know i've got a couple of episodes like one of the early ones with my mate bradley and another one with my mate johnny i think one of the episode names is fleshlights in the dishwasher and the other one is like hand bras and no vag it's something like those ones so I, they're quite early on i think they're like episode 15 ish or something i vaguely remember those are quite funny episodes i'll be planning on doing more just sort of funny ones but i've just been so busy with like all these guests that are super interesting and people that i don't know as well except callum obviously um that i haven't really had a chance just to sit down and i'm trying to give my friends a break rather than them hanging out with me and always feeling that i have to do a podcast so okay i'm definitely rambling now this is getting on far too long so anyway sorry thank you guys i love each and every one of you especially to anyone who listens all the way to the end through all of my incoherent rambling so um uh, thanks as always for listening guys the echo won't be persisting for too much longer i love you all and i'll talk to you all next week